Wicked, wicked. Um, so, if you're both ready, I'll just launch straight into um, 302. Everyone will be like, why are they in the same clothes? That's weird. Do you have a quick wardrobe <laughs> change just to confuse the fuck out yeah. of everybody? <laughs> I genuinely want. I'll turn my cat backwards. Well, that's it. Oh, Mate, uh... sponsors, sponsors all love us. A two-hour show. We can get in, like, hats, T-shirts, <laughs> yeah. things, bits, you know, stuff all over the place. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Coaster. Yeah. I mean, sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know how long that would stay there. Instantly gone. Instantly off. Well, I realised I was had my headphones in, otherwise I would have actually done, grabbed it like a jumper or something, and then and I was like, lazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the energy to get up and make a joke. That's fair. That's fair. Cool. Right, I will launch us. What am I, a stand-up comedian? Yeah. <laughs> um, let's Not a go, comedian, apparently. Then. Sort of, almost. Um, I mean, you are. You've done it, so you actually yeah, yeah. are. Yeah, Not even, yeah, yeah. The tag is yeah. there now. It's, it's 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 on you forever. It, it's in my per, it's in my permanent metadata. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Lovely. I'm gonna sell it. Sorry. An anyway, <laughs> ah, <laughs> that's next week's topic. <laughs> Welcome, not friends. a fucking Tory. <sighs> my favorite. Who's a Tory? <laughs> I was just saying NFT could stand for not fucking not fucking Tory. Tory. <laughs> uh, the only NFT. The only NFT they made. That's abide. good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you were going to intro us. Yes, that's right. Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games. I'm Beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben. It's episode 302, and I'm here with Lucy. Hello, Beer Ben. <laughs> and Adol. Hello, both of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome, friends. It's our topic for the week. Um, as we've split episode. the shows up. Yes, the topic episode for the week. As we've, as we've split things up. Go on. What were you saying? Go on. I was I was just gonna say we have our top episode and our top episode. Ah, very good. Although the one off the top was not the exact. Anyway, yes. yeah. Tip episode. <laughs> We've confused tip things episode? already. Uh, this feels like a tip episode already. Yeah, yeah, new new format, and it's already gone to shit. Of course, it has. It's tanked up. It's always gonna happen. And we're gonna be talking about a topic. Uh, this evening, we're going to be talking about acquisitions, because of course everyone's talking about it, so why shouldn't we? But first, we're going We've to been things. acquired. We did it. Cool. Oh, I mean. Six billion. Yeah. Is that all? Beans. <laughs> I mean, that's still a lot of beans, I take it. You can resell beans. I Wait, mean, are they, are they dried, canned, or no, are they like fresh and gonna rot? Jelly. <laughs> Wait, six billion jelly. Beans. What is jelly one beans. jelly? Six oh, jelly, jelly beans. beans. Oh. I thought you were like, instead of beans, jelly. And I was like, no. well, how big is one unit of jelly? <laughs> is that like a one centimeter by one centimeter cube? Mm -hmm. Surely it's one, an yeah. Olympic pool-sized uh, vat of jelly. Oh, mate. I just you jump in. Just, in I mean, you would die. You just jump in. And blah, 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 I mean, the, blah, blah, the world blah, blah, blah. would be just ruined by six billion jellies at that point. <laughs> um, I mean, should we open some we, beers? 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> while we open beers, I will just remind us that we actually were acquired by because uh, uh, Tanked Up was originally its own thing before Out of Lives. That's true. Acquired us. Yes. Out of so, lives so what I'm saying is, yes. we're seasoned veterans to acquisitions. <laughs> so everyone doesn't need to take a grain of salt because they've got our jelly or something. <laughs> What are you, you going to drink, Ben? Wait, all right, I'll, I'll kick off. Um, I'm They're not drink. ready for this jelly, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> I can get close enough so the camera, the light doesn't kill it. I'm going to drink an Overtone. Um, it's called Out of the Wild. It's an 8% double IPA. Um, the condensation, because it's been sat here for, for an hour, uh, on it, you can't see that, but it, there's tons. It's almost slipping out of my hand. Uh, the flavour text which is really difficult. Silver can, white text. That's really hard to read. Who um, does not? In this special dipper, we've used Neo-Mexicanus hops, Sabro and Talus, which are bred from new Mexican wild hops. These distinctive hops impart creamy coconut and citrus rind flavors, along with stone fruit and the addition of mosaic, incognito and cryo. Uh, so Sabro, Talus, Mosaic Incognito, and Mosaic Cryo. What's Mosaic Incognito? Just a little offshoot of Mosaic? Uh, it's when you hit Control Shift then because you want to have Mosaic and look at porn. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm buying gifts for someone. They, they can't see my history. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Uh, yeah, gift buying. <laughs> What are you going to drink, Adol? Is there any <laughs> nefarious means to this beer? No. Uh, I'm drinking another beer from Fernie, because I really like the last one from Fernie Brewing uh, that I had last week. This is their Thunder Meadows IPA. It's uh, 6.7% IPA. It's got Simcoe, Yakuanot, and Idaho 7. Uh Named after the legendary hut nestled deep in the lizard range, this piney citrusy IPA seals the deal on a big steep day in the back country. It has barley, wheat, and oats, so it's another wheaty oaty beer. And of course, I realize that this is probably a trend in Alberta just because we produce a lot of wheat. Right. Um, and like, it's just not a thing you really see often in British beers is wheat. Yeah. I mean, this one's, um, this, this, uh, this overturn has got barley, oats, yes. wheat. Yeast, oh, it does have wheat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess maybe it's just the amount or the highlighting of it as a primary malt. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, but again, on the UK cans, they're being shown as um, allergens, right? Rather than kind of these are the ingredients yeah. in the beer. It's more like these are the allergens that you are that you, you have. And again, on Odysseys, it says allergens, and then because they're cereals, just says cereal, barley, oats, wheat, spelt. So it's just giving you the allergens as well. It's not giving right. you that breakdown of of what is in there. You know, it's not like this is the carob malt. This is you know yeah. a crystal malt, or you know those sort of. Uh, things it is very much more sort of yeah we've got to tell you this stuff's in here um, whereas canada is the wild west yeah, i mean anyway. this is literally west uh -huh. the wild western canada yeah. mm -hmm. i do um, like uh, uh, your beer that's a, that's a strong name as well thunder meadows thunder meadows ipa yeah i really want to know about this mysterious legendary hut that's called thunder meadows presumably because Jabba's I don't cousin, think it's mate. called IPA. Sorry? Jabba's cousin. 
Mm. <laughs> nice. God, this this smells lovely. I want oh, beer now. Like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Lucy. <laughs> I mean, you've got the option. You can go and, can go and grab a beer if you want to. <laughs> I could. <laughs> I imagine your tea's probably drunk by now. Yeah. For listeners, ah, yeah, but we're teasing with <laughs> our beers. Yeah. For listeners of this episode, go back to 301. You understand. Um, <laughs> I'm tired. I want to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There you go. <laughs> I like... How uh, see-through is that beer? It it's, it, I mean, it's, it's it not. It, it's, it is opaque. It's a, it's, it's, but it's not like uh, um, a beer that you very recently drank out of, which was sort of a solid block of, um, of colour. This is now... Oh, no, I'm hovering over the it's, turn it's, off it's my It's just really hazy. Um, it's not like a brick yes, of colour. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like a big block of solid colour. Um, there's lots of light around the edges of this, and it's much deeper kind of in the centre of it. But that's a lovely, lovely fruity nose. It's got a little bit of a, you know, again, we're looking at these kind of slightly earthy, slightly fruity double IPAs, I think. It's got that little salady kind of note to it in there. It's a little bit carbonated. Oh, actually. Not like incredibly like fizzy in your face. It just feels that the flavor is being pushed a little bit by that that carbonation like you're you're hit with that initial carbonation and a big flavor and then it dips very slightly when that carbonation sort of fades but it's nice and light very very smooth very very creamy i know they were saying they used um was it sabro uh talus in this, which does give that coconutty kind of flavour, and that's there, but it's actually dialed down really well. Like I'm not a big coconut fan, yeah. and, and the sort of the sabro use that that we've been getting in beers has been good, but for me, a lot of it is just a bit too much. This has, has dialed that right down, and it's not that huge kind of creamy coconut flavour that we've been getting in beers. It's just a little more subdued than that very very well balanced with lots of nice but very again subtle tropical fruits so it's hard to pick out what those fruits are because the creaminess and the coconut kind of just overrides them slightly not too much but just a little and that little bit of that kind of grassy salady note that I was getting on the nose doesn't come through in the flavour. So this doesn't actually sit in that kind of modern dipper juice bomb sort of scale. It, it's it's kind of somewhere else almost. It's slightly removed from that. Um, it's not edging on juice bomb with its sort of flavours, but it's not getting into this like danker, earthy, oniony kind of double IPA which we'd been getting a lot of in in 2021 it sits somewhere else it's like a slightly bigger IPA Hmm. you know rather than it being a dipper it just feels like it's a bit of a bigger beer but it's not a big beer Um, I can't remember what the percentage was eight eight and a bit Uh, no eight spot on eight um 
just it just doesn't feel like it. Doesn't feel like it at all. Uh, really smooth, really easy. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Um, this is gonna this is gonna go very very quickly. Um, nice. Adol, the Fernie. So Thunder Meadows. With, Sorry, I yeah, interrupt you, but you've got it. You've got to say, haven't you? Thunder Meadows. <laughs> Uh, it's the Thunder Meadows IPA. Um, I really want to know. I'm going to have to look into this this weird cabin that's called Thunder Meadows. Uh, in contrast <laughs> with the last beer I had last episode, um, it's it, you can see right through it. You can see my hand. Yeah. It's hazy, but just a little bit. Uh, it's got a nice – it poured with a bit of a head that immediately diminished to, you know, a few milliliters, which doesn't even – you can see uh, kind of on camera that, like, the center doesn't – have head on it like it's it's really quite mm. just clinging to the glass it it's got a little more tart a little more pine um but does have some tropical notes as well on the nose but like gear down set a couple of gears as far as strength so you're getting a bit more of that tartness as the strength uh and then you're like ah maybe that's some sort of tropical something there's no citrus um but it's a really nice, pleasant nose. It's just like very geared down. Yeah. Despite being six point seven percent, you can tell that the super saturation that they were go that I did last episode. I have to remember <laughs> uh, uh, new format. Um, but yeah, though the super saturation which I had last episode, uh, they talked about jamming, like really trying to ha- be big on the nose and on those jamming those hops in. And this on the other side, even though it's a stronger beer, is much more reserved because it's just sort of like the three hops that they chose are just there and they're coming through. They're not purposefully like dry hopped or anything to give it a big, big boisterous nose. Hmm. Hmm. So they mentioned oat and wheat as like. Uh, what was it? Some... No, no, it didn't. It was just on the thing, right? Yeah. Uh, so the oat and wheat, I guess, is also doing a nice, a bit more silky mouthfeel than I was expecting for such a, like I said, like a hazy, sort of thinner, less heady beer. It still does have a bit of a clinginess, uh, silkiness on the mouthfeel, which I assume is that oh, those malts. But you're not getting a lot of malt on the taste in the same way. Mm-hmm. It's a really tasty, much more pine forward um, beer, uh, and yeah, uh, it's 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 the pininess is really nice because it's like sort of a pinpoint pine point of of notes, but it isn't the main flavor, so you're not getting drenched in like resin. But um, underneath that is. Yeah, a little bit of tropics, but overall, I think what's most interesting about this beer is just how it just has enough bitterness on the finish mm-hmm. to be like, yes, you're having a beer, you're having an IPA, and that's being supported by that resiny pininess, but um, it's really quite, like, except on, like I said, except on the finish, which does also have a bit of that aspartame like, mouthfeel, um... That's sort of like, oh, it's hollowing me out a bit. Um, it's really not that bitter at all. Um, it's shocking that this is 6.7%. Mm. 
Um, you can kind of tell on the finish with, and the main the foretaste just with this a bit the the sweetness that is ebbing through, that's really well balanced with that pininess is much probably due to the alcohol but it's again really light and it's well blended so you could easily be like ah yes this is i hate to say light beer i don't mean light beer in the sense of north american light beers but i just mean it's really like almost the only place where it has depth is uh, like i said that pininess and a a bit of a a tropical undertone so you can just easily drink this because it's 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 really light on the mouthfeel um, and it doesn't have a long finish, so you could easily reach back. But I can tell, having just had a six percent beer and a few sips of this, I'm like, oh yes. If I pounded this, this would be a messier podcast. Um, <laughs> but I really like this. Again, um, I think this is my second Fernie beer in as many weeks, and I'm really impressed at how I think last week was old format and i picked it because it was such a well-balanced interesting beer Mm. and there's less to show off in their balancing because like last week they had that oaky aged smokiness that managed to be in a beer that was really interesting but still like shored up well it wasn't like here's the smoky taste and here are the other tastes they play well together it was like how have you melded these things i believe was like my notes on last week's beer from them and this week it's like Ah, this is just a well-balanced beer. You guys clearly know what you're doing to balance yep. a beer, but you're not. There is there isn't a weird X factor going on. Um, so it's I think it could be less obvious to, to someone how good this is because it's just so easily drinkable. Mm. Nice, nice. We'll see how it develops as well as you as you kind of drink through. Uh, but let's talk then about acquisitions. What about video game acquisitions? Not much has happened in that space recently. You know, a couple of purchases by uh, by a couple of Microsoft uh, I mean, rare recently. Lu- yeah. <laughs> Lucy's waiting to acquire her Steam Deck. Isn't that what we're? Talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lucy's waiting to acquire a Steam Deck, the Play Date, well, the handheld. You got. You must have hundreds of handheld devices on the way. Uh, I think I. Yes, I did pre-order. The, I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> the. the, the the other one, the pocket, pocket. Oh, the game, the the, oh, the, the yeah, the game, the Game Boy kind of, the game uh, um, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, oh, this will not come till twenty twenty three at the earliest. It's like, okay, well, I'll think about it if I really want this for the next mm. year. <laughs> Fair enough. Nice, nice. Local acquisitions being made all the time by us here at Tagged Up, but on a on a wider industry scale, yes, we have seen. Um, some 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 kind of some buying recently, um, and we're kind of uh, like launching with, um, I suppose for for listeners who might not know, they probably already know, but like it was weird last year when Microsoft brought Bethesda right, and everyone's like, "Wow, this is like the biggest news ever." And Microsoft's like, "Hold my fucking beer, <laughs> yeah, I'm just because because Bethesda was what six bill." Seven point. Se- yeah, seven something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's change, right? It's just change when we're talking about, you know. Yeah, and they found yeah, it at the back of their sofa. <laughs> Bill Gates was like, I yeah. need 20. Just pulled out. It, yeah, six so. Bill or seven bill. 
So Microsoft last week, week before, acquired ABK, and that's not a Burger King. <laughs> um, it's Activision Blizzard King. Mm. Um, the King is very which, important, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so uh, for those of you who don't know, Activision is obviously mostly known for Call of Duty nonsense. Blizzard for World of Warcraft nonsense, and King for mobile gaming cash money. <laughs> uh, name a mobile gaming uh, game, like a mobile game that has made money in waves, and King probably either made it or acquired it in the past. They're like uh, um, like Clash of Clans, they're that kind of, uh, what yeah. was that, Zynga? No, that's King, isn't it? That's King, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kingling. Um, but, um, of course, we've previously mentioned ABK mostly on the AB side because of how awful they are and have continued to be to their employees to the point of the state of California really taking them to task. I yes. mean, literally lawsuits um, and also like revolts coming out of the waves of lawsuits. Mm. Which, because we live in late-stage capitalism, means their stock price tanked, which means you could buy them for cheap if you, say, thought that the stock price was low enough that you could deal with the problems of the ongoing lawsuits. What was was the buyout? Like 69 billion? 69 billion. Fucking... Like, what an insane amount of money. And so, obviously, it hasn't happened yet. This was the announcement. They're they're basically a $68.7 billion Mm. all-cash deal, uh, which means Microsoft just has the money in their reserves to buy ABK for $95 a share. Um, There are $4 trillion. Yes, yeah. So, (laughs) again... The article that I've posted up to chatting about PlayStation and potential future acquisitions. Um, when I was looking at the values of companies, Microsoft was at something like 3.9 trillion. That's not Xbox, because yeah. Xbox is a, a department of Microsoft, but the money in Microsoft is about 3.9 trillion dollars. It's like incomprehensible. You just, you but- can't, you, can't perceive. No, it's like how it, when I talk about Canada, <laughs> a deal it's like, oh yeah, I have to travel to like another country to get to somewhere else in Canada, <laughs> and I just can't. I I can't wrap my mind about it because it's like, what do you mean? It's like, oh yeah, I just drove to like Scotland and back. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, like, like when, I, when I, I went to my sister's in, in Saskatoon and drove for eight hours straight on a straight highway, like literally eight yeah. hours straight, and went one province over. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't comprehend it the same way I can't comprehend four trillion. Yeah, um, so I just, what I want to be clear about on why this deal was possible is the fact that the... A stock was around, was around eighty bucks in October, mm. and then by um, sort of mid December, uh, was down to fifty seven as a low. Okay, um, and something happened in in the middle of January where it was at sixty five, and then it jumped to eighty two. Um, <laughs> and obviously, that's the day the the announcement was made. But like ninety five is still a 
is above what it was trading yeah. four months, right? So this this isn't like this is a sweetheart deal for Activision. It's it's not oh, like yeah. a yeah. like the reason why it was a yes was because it was before things really got bad. You were worth less than this. Mm. So, because uh, a lot of people, I think the discourse has talked about how Microsoft is poaching or like getting them while they're low. And obviously, you offer more than it's currently worth. Otherwise, they won't accept Absolutely. it. So that that's kind of the case. But like, even when the the lawsuits weren't as bad, it was still not as much so completely it's definitely not like microsoft poaching in the yes, strong sense. absolutely and they're, they're probably you know when their stock was low they were probably out there and, and there's there's kind of um a, like rumor going around that actually it's actually blizzard that have been out kind of touting themselves um and and, and seeing if anyone was up for purchasing them and yeah. you're more likely yeah. find that you know they were actually worth like 50 billion or 55 billion or something like that. And then, you know, Microsoft came in and said, well, actually, if we do this, our analysts are saying that maybe the stock will jump. So actually, this is what we're going to uh, to give to you. And, and also, uh, Phil Spencer just sneezed and another 20 bill came out <laughs> of his nose or something like that. So, yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's an extra 19 million? Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> like, I'd love to get into the actual, like, drill down at some point into understanding the numbers. But we, we like, apart from, as you've just done, sort of looking at the, the historic sort of like stock prices and things, I can't imagine they'll ever release, uh, like, big old breakdowns of what they've actually oh. kind of valued, you know, gone, come along and gone like, you know, this uh, um, uh, studio that you have makes this amount of money over X amount of years. So we value that at this and we value that at this. And we value, you know, these are all of your assets and this is how we kind of work <laughs> out versus then, you know, Sony who have picked up Bungie for like four point something, 3.6, point, 3.6 billion. A billion Which still. Also billion. Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But again, Bungie's got like one game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. So that's the thing about like if we if if we rewind to the Microsoft deal, like one of the things Phil Spencer said was it's amazing how many like what they have in their backlog, uh, mm -hmm. and he sort of hinted that he wanted to explore that. Which makes tons of sense because in the modern world, IP is king, right? Yeah. That's what we were sort of alluded to last episode when we sort of talked about Lego move games yeah, and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. The, like the money is in owning the property, right? Yeah. And like King has all these properties that if you don't mobile game, you don't hear about. Blizzard has all these properties that if you game, you will, except for the fact that Diablo 2, 3 kind of tanked a bit or whatever. And like Blizzard's been kind of, not hitting knock uh, home runs lately. They still mm -hmm. have very oh, yeah, well-known, respected, wanted games, yeah. and then Activision has a bunch under its umbrella because they've just been they've been doing what Microsoft and Sony has been doing, which is acquiring things. Yeah. So it's not just Call of Duty. It's like all these other franchises that, unfortunately, Activision's because they've focused on microtransactions and surefire things and churning things out has kind of not really done anything with the stuff. Like, they've just yeah. repurposed studios they've bought into make more Warzone levels. Yeah, and which like, is a weird, weird thing, because, well, 
it's not a weird thing because it's like if this doesn't make a gazillion dollars like Call of Duty, we don't want to know. But like their recent outputs of like you know the Crash Bandicoot Four and you know Tony Hawk yep. remaster, they were good and like critically acclaimed. Mm. Maybe they didn't sell ten million copies each, but obviously you you wouldn't expect it to. But it's just crazy how it's like you have that tech um, and you just then just roll those very talented teams into a Call of Duty support studio where they're just making gun skins. Yeah, and it's just, it's, it's weird, right, sad. that we kind of, we sit in an area where obviously everything is, is measured in some kind of way, whether they have made money on sort of their development costs versus the kind of the units sold and things like that. But actually when we look at kind of the amount of people with, you know, consoles and stuff and it's like what 115 million playstation 4s were sold which you know you can't always say that's not 115 million people with playstation 4s right some people would have brought the pro they'd have upgraded from the original uh one some people would have broke um and some and people so, were mining bitcoin with exactly uh, exactly some people brought a, a thousand of them to be able to do that so those numbers aren't kind of like accurate in that sort of sense so then looking at something and saying like it sold 10 million copies it's a success because it's hit like eight percent of the console market versus a game selling like three million that three million may still be a very big success for that studio because if they're making yeah, an incredibly yeah. like niche title, then that what? will absolutely be perfect. Or, the, these things were profitable; they just weren't profitable by in, Activision yes. Blizzard's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. And, yes. Yeah, yeah and like they're capitalist hoarders, and it's just yeah. sick. Yeah, it's also like units doesn't mean anything. It matters how much you make per unit. Which yeah. is both sides of things, which is when you enter and say, this made sold 10 million copies, this sold 3 million copies. It's quite possible the 3 million copies made the company more money. So, like, these metrics are bad. Yeah. Um, but also, on the flip side, what Activision Blizzard ha- under Bobby Kotick has been looking for for the longest time is how much money per unit can I make? Yes. That was, yeah. the, that was the metric that mattered, which is why... They acquired things, found out those things didn't make nearly as much money as, say, uh, Call of Duty with loot boxes. And so can we shove loot boxes in it to make up that difference? No, then those teams go to somewhere else that already has loot boxes. I'm using loot boxes kind of ironically, but not really, because that is a thing that Activision Blizzard has really zeroed in on. But also I'm using it as a sort of placeholder for, like extra money maker on top of original purchase price mm-hmm. you know what what they're all looking at nfts to hopefully do now right it's the same idea it's like can i get more money out of the same amount of work yeah. completely completely and and um part of that as well feeds into kind of like what sony's new strategy or not new strategy but what sony's strategy over the last year has kind of been so there's a graphic um i can't remember whose twitter feed i saw it might be daniel ahmed who is like an industry uh, analyst and stuff got a great twitter account if you want to get into the sort of the ins and outs of uh, uh, of kind of the industry um but um what well, i think he's like at zerg h or something like that right um but there was a graphic going around that basically said that from sony and this was like an internal document but like they made tons of in-game purchases from mlb the show it was like the top 
game on PSN which made the most kind of like in-game money, right? Hmm. They've now put that out to uh, Xbox, which supposedly was a, was an MLB thing because they don't own the franchise. It's not published necessarily by them. And MLB wanted it to get into more hands. And the next game, which is coming out, is going to be on the Switch. Mm-hmm. So suddenly, micro, but, but PlayStation, if that is making a lot of money for them through in-game purchases, now has all of those other people who are playing it on these consoles, which it's now available for, which they'll be getting a cut of. Uh, you know, the, the console will take whatever they skim off the top and the rest of it will be going to Sony. So suddenly it makes sense for Sony to throw out a game which has in-game purchases, which historically has been making lots of money through that type of system for them to go on to other kind of consoles. It is for these companies just about money. That which is it. Is, yeah, which actually isn't a bad thing from the spe- perspective of the console wars because that artificial monopoly was bad for consumers. Sure. Uh, and it was yeah. viewed as like I, I'm putting the money down so I need to recoup all the uh like I, it it'll move units but now that like consoles aren't necess- not where they're making their money yeah. we're seeing more crossplay we're seeing more willingness to do things because actually they've fucked us all and playing the game is going to cost money yeah. so it doesn't matter like the guys at Sony don't care if you play their Sony game no. on an Xbox so long as you play pay your microtransactions to Sony yep. It's. I mean, consoles have always been, you know, the lost leaders. They don't mm, make money on mm. them. They just want people in their ecosystem. Yep. And, like, Sony have nowhere near the attachment rate as, like, Nintendo. No. Yeah. First-party thing. So it's like, yeah, we put six, 500 million into Uncharted and God of War, 5 million players picked it up. 10 million yeah. players picked it up. And it's like, yeah, like those games broke. You know, even. those are some margin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like okay, probably broke. Well, I mean, they didn't break right, even. They just like... broke even based on the profit margin. Yeah, being sure. asked yes, for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's be clear that they're making billions of dollars. Yes. Yeah. They're just yeah. not making tens or hundreds of mm-hmm. billions of dollars. And you factor in marketing on top of that, and development costs, and keeping those studios running, and burn rate, and everything. It's just like this is. I mean, it worked for them last generation but you could definitely see like the like the door closing on that kind of strategy Mm. because i mean look at microsoft none of their first party games sold maybe even two million copies you know yeah um and it's like okay let's you know switch to a services kind of deal and put everything on PC. Yeah, like, it's very like, cleverly you know, shifted what yeah, their focus I mean, was. Yeah. I mean, just looking at what Microsoft have done, when you when you, when you you take it as a whole, like, looking how it's been going, like, you know, when they went from, okay, Phil's now in charge, and probably one of the first things he did was backward compatibility, mm. probably. Yeah. But you just take it as that when, back in 2015 or whatever, but when you, like, start following the trail and the seeds and it's like 
I mean, it's no wonder that Microsoft is a $4 trillion yeah. company because they know what they're doing and they know they know I, they they had a strategy in place and man has it worked yeah. and well, um and so, Sony are doing the exact same thing like uh, their live service plan i'm sure that will come to fruition but it's like but, it's just interesting at, taken I mean, as a whole like, these last 5 years or something mm, just how, i think the big benefit of microsoft is that they aren't just a gaming company sony is an intellectual company property company that does games yeah they also do hardware right hardware is very static crap. <laughs> but like sorry <laughs> the tvs are crap uh their cameras are very good their image yes. sensors as um, well uh, the image sensors were like i can't remember if it was like 2019 or 2020 but the two most profitable um departments of, of sony were playstation and their image sensor department oh, nice yeah, the Walkman were all right. Like, well. sure, okay. But <laughs> thing about yeah, but the thing about Microsoft is they've been in software forever, mm. right? Their mm, other yes. branches are software, and so if you look at what they're doing in the other side, I think you can see that like where Game Pass came from, for example. So mm-hmm. since Windows 10 came out, they've basically it's very hard to need to pay for their operating system. Yes. Which yeah. used to be their bread and butter, right? The, it's their like, it's the software equivalent to a console because it's the ecosystem. Mm. It's what you need, etc. They are giving. They gave away Windows 10 upgrades. They're giving away Windows 11 upgrades. You need some form of a license, but they don't really follow up when you buy gray market licenses from across the world to the point where companies have paid pennies. And that should be where they would traditionally they'd be like, nah, not you. Like you need your site. Like you need to pay attention. Um, but then you look at Office, and it's so hard to find how on the Microsoft Store how to buy a permanent license to Office because software as a service yep. is just what Office is. Office is Office 365. You pay every year. Yep. Um, and that's what Game Pass is, except Game Pass is way better because <laughs> Office stays as fucking PowerPoint, <laughs> Excel, and uh, Word, and some other nonsense, I'm sure. But like... You don't. There's cosmetic differences, and actually, the gra- they have actually fought against Grammarly and stuff in Office or in Word. I know, and now the grammar correcting in Word is like a million times better than it was whenever the last time I used nice. fucking Word, okay. which was before 2010. So, grain of salt. Oh, but like, <laughs> that's what like while Game Passes because it's entertainment based. You have to have the churn of games. Yeah. Like. Control is just leaving Game Pass this next month, mm-hmm. and it makes sense because, like, it was in the zeitgeist past its like prime selling point, and it got me to pay attention to Game Pass. But that was a year ago, so like, they've they've got the right timelines to like have things sit. And but software as a service is what they are selling, and they know how to because they can get advice from other people, right? Yeah. In Microsoft, well, Sony is like, well, PlayStation's like our top dog moneymaker, and when if it starts to flag, we what are we gonna do? Like, how did you sell things to Netflix, movie guys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they're doing this now. I'm glad they've realized because you're thinking like. So only the last couple of years have just been, you know, looked quite stuffy and stuck mm. in their ways at a certain point. And it's just Stagnant. like, okay, they have realized they need to pivot mm. there. 
you know, absolutely start it now before that because yeah like you know microsoft are not competing with sony at this point they have all the money in the world they could buy sony yeah with you know what what you know satya nudella pooped out this morning <laughs> so it's just like you know, it's just yeah um I, i'm i'm happy about these acquisitions to be honest like sat on it for a bit and it's like look at all this ip look at all these talented developers you know um get them to make something else get them to be under a new stewardship and new umbrella that's I think probably that's... not as abusive and harsh. So that's kind of what important. I want. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's that's good in certain respects, right? So for, for, for Microsoft and for Sony, yes, that kind of makes sense. And and this is a part of what I touched on kind of on in, in my article, is that there's there's that opportunity to help maybe flagging, maybe not so well-performing developers, maybe pivot you know, take the talent that they've got and and get them to apply it elsewhere with a little bit of funding and a little bit of backing to be able to kind of do that. But on the opposite side, we then saw like towards the second half of last year, EA bought Codemasters mm-hmm. and now just own like 95% of racing games. <laughs> you want to play a yeah. racing game, you're, you're giving EA some money, essentially. Oh, and also... They're historically very bad at keeping good game, racing games good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so, yes. So, <laughs> yeah, so the thing is, I, what I wanted to do say was, like, it's very easy, I think, to say, because Activision Blizzard was squandering a lot of IP, they're bad to their employees. It's very easy to be like, Microsoft doesn't have the, the reputation of crunch as bad, definitely doesn't have that sexual harassment culture, mm. bro, frat, bro, boy stuff, probably because... At the heart of Microsoft, it's a stuffed shirt, white collar. Oh, they're all fucking nerds, no. right? They've got they've got no fucking yeah. game at all. They're just like, nah, yeah. I, I just, nah, oh I'm no, just, but that's I'm the problem, working. right? I'm working. I'm not. I'm not even looking over there. Yeah. I'm not even looking. It, there's, yeah. no, there's no harassment because I just I, I will not avert my eyes. Yeah. I, I'm too um, busy looking at Excel. This is what turns me on. Yeah. Um, oh, and, really? I, and I don't want to say that it doesn't happen in that company. Sure. I just mean that yeah, yeah, the yeah. reports of the culture aren't there, yep. and so it makes it very easy to be like, ah, good better stewardship for both me as a fan of games and me as a fan of people being treated yep. right but it's still not good because it's more monopoly saying, but, but stuff that, the, right but like the thing that's... Is, is that there'll be so many other i mean the video game industry has just grown and grown exponentially there'll be studios taking the space of maybe not as big as activision but there'll be people making new studios. There'll oh yeah, be other indie studios getting bigger. And but but they this represents a larger chunk of people under a singular umbrella, which usually yeah. isn't good for competition, no, etc. But I mean, no, it's like yeah, yeah. But I think this is why it's easy to swallow. I think the positives right? probably outweigh it in the terms yeah. of like Activision Blizzard. Yeah, this is why I want to say it is like, for those people. and I, and I yeah. think it's yes, it is a it is a big chunk of the industry which is going into one place. It's just Call of Duty, man. But just you look they at like Embracer else. Group, who are the biggest gaming company in the whole world, right? They own, they own like. Are you sure it's not Tencent? No, no, ten. So Tencent are an interesting one, right? Because they buy lots of shares. Shares and stakes. All over the place. Mm -hmm. But they don't actually like 
own anything. It's probably the best thing yeah, to the, do, isn't it? Spread yeah, really. Well, also, then you don't have to fucking direct them because yes, you don't own Yes, them. completely. Exactly. But embrace a group. Own, like, 30% of the games industry at this point. Oh, really? Like, they're <laughs> fucking <laughs> massive. They're huge. And again, they it, just buy they just own and THQ they buy. and everything THQ owned. And which is basically thirty percent of the industry. <laughs> yeah, and they like so they 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 brought THQ, they own Kosh Media, they own you know, so it's not even just the gaming companies, they're then into like PR companies and all of this sort of stuff as well. So they, they have ownership over some of yeah. that stuff. And then like EA, I think are like second biggest uh, um like in terms of like ownership of the amount of like game companies i think it's ea next and then i think it's now microsoft um yeah which came which it was playstation and uh, it was sony and then i think microsoft have overtaken them with the activision blizzard and bethesda zenimax uh deals because again zenimax that's a lot of people as well yes it might not be quite as big but it's they paid half the amount of zenimax for bungie (laughs) but that's it's it's, it's weird it's weird (laughs) The bungee one, the value of the bungee one seems very, very odd to me, especially when you're looking yeah. at, um, and, and again, go and read my article, Capcom are like three and a half billion, Square Enix are like four and a half billion. If, if anyone was ready to be taken over by Sony, it's Squeenix, isn't it? Like I don't see the point of that. No. It's like they get all their exclusive deals anyway. They probably just, just have a coffee and just say, That's oh, true. Okay, yeah. exclusive. Yeah. They probably don't pay a cent. So, so yeah, yeah, go and read my article. I think it's, I think Capcom. I think it's Capcom. Um, I think it's IO. Ooh, I think Sony and Bungie. Actually, to be um, fair, I think it's Ilphonic, even though that would be a bad, bad purchase. You made Predator really? Hunting Grounds, which was very, very poorly received. But have they, <laughs> they made anything read else? My article. I'll explain it. Yeah, yeah they did. They made Friday, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Oh the game. yeah, and they've just they've yeah, just yeah. released an early access game that last exists. year. As well, um, but I, I explain. Can I buy me? Can I just buy me if they like? I I take f- fucking fifty quid. That's fine. I don't mind. Um, <laughs> in the, I just wanted to add the the third acquisition of the past couple of weeks. Wordle. Yeah, hmm. New York Times bought Wordle for low seven figures. Um, and that's I think a more. I mean, good on Wordle. John yeah, Wardle to absolutely. get his payday, uh, but that to me is a much more clear cut example of why acquisitions are usually bad. Because <laughs> in one of the articles on the New York Times, they said it will remain uh, initially, free to pl- initially free to it'll be free to play initially, and you're like, yeah, of course, initially, fuck you, initially. <laughs> but even having an ad, like we talked about Wordle last week, I think, yeah. Um, yes. And we talked about how like it's once a day, and the reason why everyone gravitated to it is because it's just the simple page this dude made for his wife, and like you, you do it once a day. You have it's a really smart sharing thing, and even that Wordle didn't even come up with like one of his. Um, I think it was Australian or maybe New Zealand users came up with a way of sharing the Wordles with the emojis with the squares, so you didn't like give away any hints. Mm. Well, mm-hmm. some meta hints. Um, and that's one of the reasons why it, like it started being like catnip to people on the internet was because you had to figure it out and then you were sharing and then you could decode it and like all that 
which I'm fine with him getting a payday even if he didn't I come thought, up with yeah. all the information. I just hate the idea of the New York Times buying it because it's just so obviously capitalism. The, th- the thing is, is that I don't think anyone... I think if you're... If we fast forward a year from now, 2023, February right. 2023, none of us would be talking that word. We'll be like, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, mm. I, I, you know? so this the reason why I wanted to bring it up was because... It's obviously capitalism doing stupid capitalism shit, but it won't matter because, like, I honestly don't play Wordle every day anymore anyway. I'm already kind of start half bounced. This was a yeah. bad thing for New York Times. Oh, obviously, absolutely. Probably no, enough- but that's the thing. I, I think I think them buying it, though, and making it, like, maybe not a commercial product or whatever, I think that will mean that it will stick around longer than if... Wordle was just I mean, uh, again, potentially think, talking about things yeah. like subscription services and stuff, if that's folded into your New York Times subscription, like when you're playing your sort mm-hmm. of like, the, you know, you're doing the word, um, word cross and that's part Crossword, of it as well. You know, that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. thrown in as well. Yes, I think that that's will what get people playing alive. because they yeah. will want to get more value out of their subscription. But then again, does the subscription lift slightly because they have to have, they have to recover the, 10, 11 million, 12 million, whatever, you know, those yeah. low seven figures that they've had to kind of pay, they've got to get that back somehow. So putting Wordle yeah. in might uh, just lift your subscriptions very slightly. Yeah. And yes, it might get people to, you know, it takes it out of the zeitgeist, sure, but it, and naturally it would have, Wordle would have come out of the zeitgeist as well, but it keeps people playing absolutely maybe longer yeah. than they would have or keeps a good portion of people playing longer than they potentially would have and as a creator i'd imagine that you know whether it's behind a paywall or not whether it's free or whatever that it'd be nice to see that something you've cre- created like doesn't just fall away like sure. most trends now and it, it is like you know something that's not eternal but something that's i mean you know, some people would that- not if ours, someone maybe, if someone decided you know? to give me ten million quid for you know <laughs> half a day's work, I wouldn't give a fuck what happens to it. Just I mean, do what you like. Yeah, though. I wanted <laughs> shit, to mention. Shit, I'm just saying, yeah. like you know, the, the way you sound, the what it, what Mister Wardle wrote, it sounds like he genuinely cares yes. about his yeah, creation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's why he probably held out on not taking money straight away. And it's but, like, and he and he says that he he understands, like you know. The reason why is him and his wife like word games is because they play, you know, a word lot games. of the yeah. stuff on New York Times. So mm. maybe you would want to see your I, creation I compl- immortalized like yeah, yeah. that. Maybe perhaps. I completely am fine with him making the choice. I just oh, yeah. see it as it's like a speculation in a very capitalist way of this will, in the long run, make us money. Yes. Here's seven figures in a way that, like, up until that point with not even a banner ad on the site it was just very obviously a, a thing uh, oh, yeah, and yeah. i just find that interesting to contrast with the very calculated activision blizzard will take a 95 dollar per stock buyout because mm. it's it's five year high was 103 i think um mm. so like it's never really been higher than that it's not like they will accept this because, uh, and also, like, Bobby's going to get a golden parachute out of this. Like, almost guaranteed, right. as soon as they acquire him, he's out. But he's his, gone. the deal will be, like, get me fuck more fuck off rich, yeah, right? Yeah, like, 
Friend there's all right. kinds of interesting things. So obviously we're running out of time for the episode, but I just wanted to mention it as sort of a very discreet notion of, yes, they do word games, but they're like, this is a novel word game, mm-hmm. despite people who criticize it being a ripoff of Mastermind, right? That New York Times didn't need to give a shit about, but they did. And that's interesting. And it, I think you're right, Lucy, this the vast majority of people who play Wordle will not be like by the time it becomes behind a paywall won't care. Yeah. Yeah. And Mr. Wardle can continue. You know, imagine going on the New York times that he probably subscribes to and just seeing his game there. It's like, and he got paid for it and he's living on a ranch. Somewhere. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, cool. Um, I mean, I'm just glad he got paid. I, as you say, oh, uh, it's very yeah. cynical and bad, like, why they bought it, but it's just like... Wait, I'm, yeah, uh, from his perspective, makes total yeah. sense. And, and yeah, and I, I, I've realised when we said they've said low seven figures, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like 10, 11 million. That's not, that's eight figures. Yeah. So it's that's, like, yeah, yeah, it's like maybe, maybe, maybe like, two, two million three million, bucks. something like that. I would absolutely that. take a million. Yeah, yeah. And oh, oh, absolutely. On my yes, ranch, completely. You know? yeah. you're, you're kind of done. Um, <laughs> I think it's kind of like a final point from me on acquisitions and and potentially the idea of like consolidation is lots of people are talking about, you know, the idea that it will get to that stage, but this is something that's happening at every level, right? So we've got Embracer group buying things. We've got Tencent putting their fingers in. We've got Sony and Microsoft looking at picking up stuff, but you've also got like Sumo Digital who are looking and picking up very specific studios as well you know or rock digital we've had our friends on from rock digital a few uh months ago or digital picked up and now purchased by sumo uh, um who are kind of like a growing company it's not just happening up here it's something that happens across the board everywhere but for every company that's picked up like a new indie studio yeah. is suddenly formed you know the amount of stories we hear about x industry x you know these developers or this developers are then hooking up I with think the there was a new one today. Yes, there was. There was. There was a new a new one today <laughs> that was announced. So like it's one where it's this like continuous cycle and we're in a we're a point a weird point where like there's been like dropouts in the gaming industry, you know, where 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 like THQ went bust and all of these sort of things you know, through various financial poor decisions and, and stuff like this. And, you know, there was the, in the eighties where like certain games fucked things up for, uh, like, you know, consoles and stuff like that. But gaming is so fucking big now. Yeah. That's the biggest industry that basically there, like in entertainment. It doesn't seem to be a way that like the industry at large could fail. No. So it's kind of one where we're not going back into that cyclical kind of, oh, it happened in the 80s, it happened in the 90s, it happened in the kind of like 2010s. But again, well, you know, world recession around about that time as well. And, and so all of these kind of companies in 2012, 2013 started to go bust when people were really kind of pinching pennies and stuff around then. That suddenly we're, we're not at that point. And yes, we, you know, recessions are a cyclical kind of thing and we may get one in a in a couple of years time we're sort of due for one to come up in maybe 2024 ish but entertainment seems to be something that people are giving more of their money away to gaming is a big portion of entertainment these days 
And even if it's someone going, oh, you know, I like Just Dance. I've bought the game and I'll only spend me 40 quid on the, un, you know, Just Dance Unlimited. That's... That's how I'm going to spend. <laughs> that is me. Um Luckily, I don't only just have 40... Incredibly privileged yeah. and very, very lucky to not only just have 40 quid, but to be able to go like, let's, you know... By just dance unlimited for them for the year, uh, um, but that will be someone's kind of like you know purchase rather than them going say to the cinema or having both Disney Plus and Netflix and Amazon Prime. You know that, that gaming is much more of a mind space these days that it, it yeah. isn't going to get to a point where everything is three companies and is consolidated so much that if one company fails, everything else is fucked. Like that doesn't. That's not going to oh. happen. I mean, you mentioned the Aura uh, Digital Sumo mm. thing. Uh, uh, one thing that did happen last month was that the UK High Court approved the one point two seven billion dollar deal of Tencent acquiring Sumo. Oh shit! I didn't even yeah. fucking know that. Yeah, I know. I realized you probably didn't. So, like our friends down the road. Owned by the Chinese. Wow. (laughs) But, like, this is what you mean about it happening at all levels is because, like, last year, Tencent tried to acquire Sumo, and while that was being figured out, Sumo kept doing their own thing, which was acquiring things like Oroch. Right? And, like, Chinese Room is owned by Sumo as well. Uh, We like their games. And it's like, ah, yeah, it is at every level, which is why places like Activision Blizzard, even though we know them for, like, Warcraft and Call of Duty had all this backlog of games that Microsoft was like, oh, wait, we could do things with these things, even if they chose not to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, as long as I can play Vampire Survivors, you know. I mean, at the end of the day, as Lucy Lucy put it, like, there's always going to be indie devs. And to be honest, like, Vampire Survivors reminds me of the discourse around it. So it reminds me a lot about Loop Hero last year. Yeah. Of like semi-idle game that like is doing Ooh. really interesting things mechanically yeah. with the nostalgic retro feel. And you'll never get that out of your ABKs and your Microsofts because that's too much innovation. But also... Well, they might feel bad about just ripping off Castlevania. Yeah, but, but also that's fine, right? Because... If it's good, that expertise will roll up and we'll get interesting people working on hopefully not destagnifying the top end of games because the whole point of buying Company X, who's really revolutionary, and putting them on your boring series is to make your boring series not boring. And that's just the way capitalism is built. And like where I struggle is when it's a big company buying a big company because then you're not really doing that creative churn you're just doing the money churn and that's only going to be bad for the consumer or it's going to be neutral but like it's not yeah Yeah. but even again at that level loop hero published by devolver a publicly traded company Mm. now so it's they'll get bored you know potentially um but it's it's kind of even then it's not say the developer is being funded by and is putting all of their profit towards another company, it might just be that they then have to lean into another company, which, you know, this is the sort of the relationship that there is between developers and publishers kind of 
within games that these acquisitions kind of muddy slightly, you know, especially the idea that then Bungie is going to be self-publishing still and multi-platform still, but it's essentially just going to be funded by Sony. They're kind of going to just do yeah. their own thing. They're just going to be funded by Sony. And obviously all of the profit that they make will be going to Sony because Sony are in the process of buying out all of the shares that all the Blizzard, uh, not Blizzard, all of the Bungie employees currently have, right? That's part of the idea that, that Bungie is kind of owned in part by its employees. And Sony are basically going to be buying them all out. Um, great for the employees in some senses, because they get a nice windfall of cash and they then have a stable job working on whatever the fuck they want because they're being funded by a, a mega corporation. Hooray. Um, and then in the other sense, boo. <laughs> I think, I think our conversation, we, we get, it's, it's odd, isn't it? To kind of fall somewhere in the middle to kind of be okay with some of this. But also to sort of just question how the world works and that we have absolutely zero impact on how the world works (laughs) at large. I I think the key here is that normally these acquisitions are always going to be bad for the consumer because it's rolling things up and, and having less diversity. And like the whole point of the free market is the competitors have to compete. Yep. So they'll not be able to extract all the surplus for themselves. And so like your call of duty and your halos are now under the same umbrella so they can just charge more in the ethereal notion of charge because it's the same company. Like that's the worry, but actually we forget that the company is full of human beings Mm -hmm. normally. And this is a very good moment to remember that. And actually these human beings are probably going to do better under Microsoft stewardship. And also because of Activision's plans, like, we the IP, which like most gamers only care about IP and not the workers, no matter what they say. The IP is probably going to get freed. So like, there's there is that worry about a company controlling things in this state. I don't think it's that big of a deal with Wordle. Like Lucy said, it'll be around now, perhaps on paper form, right, or something. I don't know what. Like, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how you get paper form it. I just mean like. It's now guaranteed some longevity because some guy, like some some guy in the New York Times, has to justify that uh, that one to three million dollars. So it's going to show up in their subscription, and and it, in the same way that no one talks about Animal Crossing anymore, like Wordle was probably destined for that at some point, just because. Um, and so now now it might be somewhere. Um, the one that I'm most cynical about is the PlayStation Bungie one for the exact reasons that none of the above applies. Yep. <laughs> um, and again, we talk about kind of the, the potential for Microsoft to, um, you know, treat people better and these kinds of things. And there's a big push in some spaces in Activision Blizzard like Raven Software to unionize uh, and things like that. And and if anyone wants to get kind of like deeper into this, um, Waypoint Radio have done a really good episode on on this and you know talking about the acquisition and the FTC and getting into being an American uh, podcast really getting into the sort of the weeds on this kind of thing but there is also that fear that suddenly these good steps these steps that people are taking to do things like unionization and and stuff might 
kind of grind to a halt because then there's the perception that it's like, hooray, company X has taken us over and it will be better for us. So let's stop the progress that we are kind of currently making. But perhaps unionization and things like that is a, is another topic for another day. Let's finish then our acquisition conversation there uh, and round out episode 302 by talking about our beers and if we've enjoyed them. Um, I kicked us off with the overtone out of the wild. This is lovely. Overtime just can like do no wrong. Right. It, it, it's just a very, again, another easy, easy double IPA. Um, 8%. It didn't quite mellow as much as previous beers. I'm going, I'm leaning, I'm leaning mm-hmm. back into previous formats. No, don't do that. This beer's great, right? It, 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 it mellows, <laughs> it mellows very nicely, but quite slowly. Um, and it, it retains its kind of smoothness throughout. Um, it's, it's one perhaps that is a little bit bigger. So you get to the end of it and you feel satisfied. Like, right. This is great. I've had this beer. I've really enjoyed it. I don't need any more. I'm done. I, I, you know, I can finish on this beer for the evening, whether that's, whether that's the start of the day, whether that the start of the kind of drinking day, uh, in the afternoon or late in the evening, you can just have this one beer and it will absolutely satisfy you because it's just so, so smooth and very, very easy. So, uh, um, I've really enjoyed, uh, um, the overtone out of the wild, which isn't unusual for overtone. They make excellent, well-balanced beers. Um, Adol, uh, the Fernie, Thund, Thunder Meadows. Thunder Meadows IPA. Yeah, yeah Thunder Meadows IPA. Uh, I like it, um, not to slip into previous formats. I like it. It's a nice, good, uh, it, it, it's a 6.7% that tastes like a 5.2 mm. in a good way. Um, uh, I like that it's kind of piney and less bitter, uh, it makes it for like a, let's call it a sloppy sessionable beer. I could easily have multiple of these in a row. I probably shouldn't because it's six point seven percent. But uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm still impressed with what Fernie's done. Uh, I had another one of their beers last week and really liked it. I think I was expecting more, maybe just because last week kind of blew me away in a way. Like I said. It was like barrel aged, but in a way I've never had uh, sort of a barrel aged beer be it, and so I was hoping this is like really well crafted. But again, it's just it, it, it's an IPA, and there's only so much you can do with the bare bones. It was like I don't think it's a knock on them that it didn't blow me away as much as last mm. week did because there was less to surprise me about. I guess. Um, I w- I wish the I guess my one critique is I wish it was. Some of the other flavors, like it's got three hops going, right? Mm-hmm. It's got the Simcoe, the Aquanaut, the Idaho 7. And they're well blended, but nothing really like takes the stage. It's, uh, I guess I, I would like maybe just like a, like that reservedness, like it's a little pine forward and it's not that hot, uh, bitter. Maybe that's what I'm, I'm wishing was a little different, just that it had something in the taste curve to just be like, ah, this is your moment. Okay. And while this is... But the reason why I say it's like a sloppy sessionable is because there isn't that moment. So you can kind of just casually sip it and you'd be like, yeah, I'll get another of these. It's not doing me mm, wrong. It's mm. great. And it tastes good. And it's, I'm not saying it's boring. It just doesn't have sort of a peak on yep. the taste curve. 
but at 6.7%, I can't just sip this all night without repercussions. So I wouldn't mind if it had some sort of something a little extra just to make the one or two I have a little more interesting, I guess. But yeah, that might just be me at the end of the night being like, ah, I don't want to slam this back. Please stop me, beer. Oh, you aren't? Okay, well. <laughs> Goodbye. It's gone. Drink very quickly. Amazing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, good. That's us then for this episode. Um, if you'd like to get hold of us and tell us what you think about all of these uh, acquisitions and the future of uh, kind of the gaming market and what people are kind of doing, you can do that in lots of different ways. We are at Tanked Up Cast on all of the socials. Come and join us in the Discord as well and chat to us. Uh, uh, a link will be on outoflives.net under the podcast post as well as on our YouTube channel, Out of Lives Network. Uh, you should join us over on Twitch every week to hear kind of a double whammy of episodes. And we are Out of Lives Network over on Twitch. If you want to chat to me or play a game, suggest I've got very little time to play games. Uh, I'm at Nova underscore 47. Lucy, if people want to, you know, just come and chat to you about Vampire Survivors or similar kind of games, <laughs> how do they do that? Yeah, tell me some good bullet hell games um, at Juicy Loose Nine. Literally everywhere. Perfect. And Adol, if people want to talk to you about you know acquisitions, big money buyouts, or their their take on you know Fernie and Canadian beers that they've had, how do they do that? Uh, you can reach me at the Omniarch on all the things, including not including Twitch. That's got an underscore under it. <laughs> I lost my tagline. Uh, yeah, no, I'm at the Omniarch. Uh, find me on Instagram and all those things. Perfect. Chat at me. Brilliant. And uh, yeah. Also, email us. We haven't had a lot of interaction from our listening public, but I see the stats. I know you're there. <laughs> uh, especially tell us you know, what you think of the new format. Mm. Uh, that'd be really helpful. It would. It would be really helpful. And obviously, going to your podcast service of choice. And rating and reviewing us would be incredibly helpful as well. Remember, you're now kind of getting a double dose of Tanked Up each week. Um, and you can do that on your, your podcast service, on outoflives.net, and on YouTube. But for this week, that's been the beers, it's been the games, it's been the topics that we have delved right into. We've been Tanked Up. We'll see you soon. Bye. I'm so tired, I feel drunk. I'm so drunk, I feel tired. <laughs> 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 www.outoflives.net